This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Today on News 4 at 4. It's one of the most anticipated lists of the year. Consumer Reports' top new vehicle picks. Susan Hogan is working for you, showing you the safest, most reliable cars for your money. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Many kids in our area are back to in-person learning, and we are helping you keep them safe in the classroom. We're working for you. Small steps you can take at home to protect them at school and expert advice to ease anxiety for you and the kids. This week on News 4 Today on NBC4. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I am Rick Camp, alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski and... Uh, Jay, it is, it's steamy. I don't know if Chicago thinks it's closer to the equator or what, but it's not great, friends, and I feel for all the fats out there as the sweat drips down my face as we speak. Yeah, it's rough. I am very fortunate to be in my basement, where it's approximately 55 degrees at all times. That's awesome. So I am still, I still, as I'm recording, I have my bare feet on top of my balaclava, my fleece balaclava on the floor, so I don't freeze doing this podcast. But it's a nice adjustment for my 85-degree bedroom. I've got my buddy, my buddy Brian, who is a P1 to the podcast, is our HVAC guy, and I hate bothering him about, hey, can you come take a look and make sure things are working correctly? But Brian, I need you, buddy. I'll put on a hazmat suit, whatever you need. I'll leave for two weeks if you can come up and just get our room, like, Maybe to 75. I could live with that, but it's absolutely brutal. And I know we've had a lot of people reach out to us who are struggling. They email us at imfatpod at gmail.com. Send us tweets at imfatpod on Twitter and facebook.com slash imfatpod. A lot of people have been reaching out looking for some suggestions on how to cool the hell off. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can do. So to, to give an example, like for myself we have one air conditioner that's in our uh, in our living room but in our bedroom we do not have one so what we ha- we have a box fan but our beds you know like slightly elevated so we just put the box fan on a stool so it's pretty much level with us and then just put that thing on blast all night so that so thing I- is full blast and then it, whenever one of us really is feeling extra warm. We have a tower fan that I had from college that uh, that still kind of works as a secondary fan in the bedroom. Those things are great. Those tower fans are really effective, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe just because they get your legs, too, if you're sitting in a chair or whatever. So when I lived in Bridgeport, we had a similar situation to you. Our air conditioner for our entire apartment was in the kitchen window. So what we did was we designed a path of fans. Okay. So we had one, so we'd have the air conditioner blow out to like the middle of the kitchen. Then we had a box fan on a chair, blow it, you know, south. Then we had another fan blow it east into our bedroom so we could get like some semblance of the air conditioning into our room. And it wasn't great, but it actually did the job. But in the years since, in the time since, I've developed a bit of a attack plan for just a, when you're right about to get to bed, when the last step is getting under your sheets, here's what I do. Okay. And I'm going to ask you to not visualize this because you're not going to want to see it. Think of someone handsome. Think of someone jacked and ripped. You know, maybe like Michael B. Jordan, somebody like that. Or, you know, a woman, if you're into that too. I don't, I'm sure we have some men to listen to this that are into women. Here's what I do. Turn the faucet on as cold as I can. By the way, I sleep only in my boxer briefs. Okay? okay. So... Get the water as cold as you can. Put some on your hand. 
cold water on each nipple, under each armpit, on the middle of your chest, and on the small of your back. As cold as you can take. Do that a couple times, okay? So those are your those are your heat points, at least to me, on my body. Hmm. And the places that when you're cold, you feel it the most. Thus the nipples, right? So get put some cold water on your nips. Hit the pits. Small of the back is key. That's a big one because it's one you would neglect. One you don't often think is that hot, but think about the first place to get sweaty on your shirt. It's usually the back, right? Yeah. Hit those points a couple times with as cold water as you can take. And then just get into bed and hope that that coldness doesn't wear off before you fall asleep. That is my fat hack for falling asleep on really, really hot nights. Wow, that's intricate. Yeah, it does the job. I'm I'm impressed because for me, it's blast a fan. Don't wear much clothing. (laughs) Not to be confused with blast a fat. (laughs) (laughs) Is that going to be our roast? Yeah, the first roast. Yeah. And then Ozzy Gian Sun will punch somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's the blast portion. Oh, it's true. It could be. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we do. Because so uh, we're also lazy when it comes to, you know, sheets. So we pretty much just have the fitted sheet. And like, so I just sleep on top of the fitted sheet. Obviously, no blanket. Uh, Colleen still sleeps no matter how warm it is. She has some form of blanket. I have to. I'm that's, the same way. I can't, I can't sleep without it. That's insanity. It's hot. <laughs> I know. I can't. I, I am incapable of falling asleep without some sort of blanket on me. I finally got to the point now where I can uncover my legs and just have it like kind of around my waist because I need the weight. You know me. We've talked about the yeah. weighted blanket before. I need that weight on me to sleep so what i have is like basically what would a, it's like the equivalent of like a really thin sweatshirt okay that's the material of my of the blanket i use so it gives me a little bit of weight but it still breathes a lot um and i i usually just have that like from my like belly button to my knees just so i have some sort of thing on me because i need that i need that weight on me to sleep i can't sleep without in, in a sheet is not enough i can't sleep with just a sheet oh man i that's... need something with a little bit of weight to it before uh, living with Colleen, where we pretty much just went only fitted sheet, uh, I was always it did year round. Doesn't matter. It was just a sheet, and I I sleep with uh, no sleeve on and uh, athletic shorts. So mm-hmm. I guess maybe that's a slight reason why I'm less. I need a blanket a little bit less, but I mean, no, all year round. You know, growing up, whatever it was, just unless it was you know like Sub Zero, and in one my room that Sub-Zero I had, my, <laughs> in my room that I had growing <laughs> up, we had really really crappy insulation, and my bed was up against a window, so that at that point I would use a blanket. But other than that, it's no sleeve, athletic shorts, sheet, or no sheet. That's right, here's it. A qu- here's a question, and you just sort of led me there. This is another one for home improvement people. I don't bad insulation will make your room cold. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, though, if you got poor insulation, it's going to make your room hot in the summer, too, right? I would think so. Yeah, because like, it's, not, it, it's not keeping your air conditioning in as well. Oh, right. I probably got to get that adjusted, too. So our, the, where we sleep is an, is an addition to our house. So we actually in our bedroom, we didn't build it. It was here when we bought it. Each of our rooms has like a little door, like a plywood door. It's painted. It's, it looks nice, you know, mm-hmm. and you open that and it takes you into the attic. Okay. And I can see the insulation on the house from the attic. That's normal. But I have like a little door in my room that leads to it. And it doesn't look great. Like it's there. All the spots are filling, but you can tell it's been a while since it's been. I, I'm assuming it's probably the original with the addition, which is probably, I don't know, maybe eight to 10 years old. Okay. So I'm thinking maybe it's time to replace the insulation or at least like touch it up a little bit. So maybe that's the next big thing uh, for our house is getting that done. And then the other thing is our air conditioning in the attic. It's not like metal ductwork. It's like uh, soft, smushy. I don't know. It's like a fabric vent almost. Oh, like they look like big pillows. And my, my buddy Brian is like, oh, yeah, it's normal for a place like yours. You know, it's how they get it into the addition. It's not your traditional, like, I don't know what you call that, like, 
the, the typical steel mm-hmm. ductwork. It's it looks like kind of like big tubes. So I don't know. We got to figure it out. Usually it's okay. Like I can deal with being a little bit hot. You know, yeah. usually if we cl- sh- shut our bedroom door, we've got a ceiling fan. That's usually enough. But the last three or four days, man, oh, absolutely brutal. Okay, one recommendation, because, of course, I've seen it on TV shows, which means I know about it, uh, is if you get new insulation, get the spray insulation, because then you get to watch it expand, and it's really satisfying. Oh, I've seen that. Do I have to do it myself? I have no... uh, As long as you're there, I think. As long as you're there... I'm kind of stupid, so... Well, as long as you're there and you see it, like, it's just... I don't know if it works better or not, but it's just kind of satisfying to watch. It makes sense because it's going to fill in all the empty spots you have as opposed mm-hmm. to those. It's always the Pink Panther, yeah, which is like the only way the Pink Panther still exists is on those uh, <laughs> those insulation <laughs> rolls. Um, yeah, I, I wonder if that's better. It's probably more expensive, though, so that causes an issue for me. But I don't know. Maybe I'll just like put some Play-Doh in there and figure it out. I, I need. We need some sort of answer. This yeah. week, I, I know this is an atypical week because last night it what was a nine thirty. It was eighty six degrees. Yeah, it was. It was rough. I I I have not. Let's see. The last time. No, the fourth. Yeah, on the fourth was when I raised the blinds for the first time in a few days, <laughs> and I haven't since. As the sun hits you, you start hissing like. Yeah. A- <laughs> i gotta keep the temperature down in here any way i can so having a living room where one wall is basically windows and i'm at a point where this time of the day we're recording at like 9 30 10 o'clock in the Mm. morning is the worst in here because the sun is just bearing down in on this room because Uh, so you face east yep yeah and it is rough it's been the one downside of our patio is that our patio, when we're sitting on it, it's so it's in the west end of our yard. Okay. Or the west side of our house, rather. Sure. So from like six o'clock to seven thirty, it's where the sun is unblocked. And we're all just like, oh, I got, fortunately, I have like the kind of patio umbrella that like bends back so you can, nice, you know, move it so it blocks it. But still, it's if you're sitting with your back to the sun, especially over the last week. You can, like, pull bacon off my neck. <laughs> Here you go. Oh, yeah, it's been... Well, yeah, and, you, have, because, you have to like, have backup bacon somewhere. <laughs> right. Uh, we, we, You know, you give the guests the better seats, typically. We've been doing, like... We have a very small circle of people we see during... I think it's, like, mm-hmm. one, two, I'm trying to... Like, seven people. Okay. We and, and we... The kids will come over, and they'll swim far apart from each other, and then the four adults will spread out as far as we can at the patio table, and that's... How we've been keeping our sanity during the during the whole thing, but yeah, man, it's been. Ugh. I, I, it's supposed to rain today. Hopefully, that makes it a little bit better. One last thing before we get to you know we have actually have a lot of topics to get to today. Yeah, uh, my brother just got back from Arizona, uh, which a lot of people are like probably like holy crap. He already had coronavirus, so that parts don't really have to worry about it quite as much. Uh, but he said it was 116 there at the hottest. But he said there's always some sort of wind just because because he's in uh, they're in Maricopa. Mm-hmm. So he's like, there's you know, there's not much blocking the wind. And as long as you're under a shade, he said, it's really not bad. Like he said, getting back uh, Sunday was worse than being in Arizona because it was the middle of the day. So it was like low to mid 90s and it was humid as hell. And obviously out there, there's just next to no humidity. So he's like, it, it really, he's like, he actually said that he'd prefer the temperature out there being a lot hotter temperature wise, but just not having the humidity that we're dealing with right now. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think that it's easier to bear because the humidity is what wears your ass out. It's true. And it's inescapable. And even if it's not like temperature wise, a super hot day, that humidity is going to kill you. Like, I don't know if you've ever been in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Nashville's both. Yes, like, it it's, is. It's it's ninety seven degrees and humid as hell. Enjoy, like that that that's the I think that's the hottest I've ever been. Um, I've been to Florida, but not like during peak heat. I haven't been there in like July or August. I I have been to New Orleans in the beginning of July. Oh God! It was ninety five <laughs> with sack. dude. It was ninety five <laughs> with ninety five percent humidity every day, and and. <laughs> 
and my wife's family likes to walk everywhere and go exploring. And I'm like, it's too damn hot for this. Yeah. It was just like a bottle of gold bond per stop. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. The best part of the day was when it would, because like in New Orleans, you know, it'll rain like torrentially downpour for like 10, 15 minutes a day arbitrarily just because it's always so humid. So it's always a possibility. So that was the best part of the day. There was at one point where I stood out in it for an extra minute because I was already soaked. I'd rather it be from colder water, though, than from my sweat. Right. There comes a point, though, when it's so hot that it doesn't even matter anymore Like because everyone yeah. is suffering. So everyone just sort of abandons any care about how they look. It's like, screw it. I don't care. I am. My feet are sweating. My fingers are sweating. I don't care if I look sweaty. I don't care if I have pit stains. Let's just do it. Let's just here we are. You know, it's like uh, it's like apocalyptic type crap where yeah. everyone just kind of gives up and they're like, all right, here we go. I guess we're doing this. You know, speaking of almost a pop apocalyptic type response, if I could even say the word uh, on Twitter at I'm fat pod and also uh, myself, I believe both of us were on the yeah. thread at Rick C. Camp at Jay Zawoski 670. Uh the Portillo's burger has drawn a lot of a lot more response than I thought it was going to. I mean, if if for those that are keeping score at home, if you remember when we did our fa- our fast food draft, and which of course you know is well known right now and been all over the score airwaves, that I got destroyed in that, and I own it. But I'm surprised. <laughs> I I don't think I did like quite as bad as everybody's making it out to be, but. I didn't. I definitely did not win. It was a blowout. It was a blowout loss for me. The Portillo's Burger has brought a lot of controversy, and I'm I'm a little surprised at how much pushback there has been. Some not even for their thoughts on the burger, but just for being at Portillo's and ordering the burger. Even see that that's the thing for me. So I've ordered a burger from Portillo's a couple times, and Rick likes it. I'm not a fan. Because my memory of it is, it is a it was a styrofoam box of grease, so much so that like the styrofoam like melts in the box because the grease is in there and it's so hot and it's literally melting the styrofoam. I don't know. That's unappealing to me. And it's like that flame broil. They they cook it the same way that Burger King does. They have like the conveyor belt sort of a situation, but the burger itself is not as um, what's the word I'm looking for like compact like a burger king burger is it's a patty yeah it's definitely a patty i would compare a portillo's burger to the form of a steak and shake or maybe like a culver's where it's a little more like free form yeah (laughs) and like their meat assembly i i just i think that might be part of it too rick is that there's so many options at portillo's that when i go there it's almost always hot dogs or beef and then if i'm feeling really you know experimental Maybe I'll do like uh, the chicken tenders or, or like something like or the ribs even mm-hmm. like burgers are so far down the list for me when I'm at Portillo's because it's just not a it's not a burger place. It's the same thing with Bona. And somebody recommended to us a couple weeks ago the Bona burger and I tried yeah. it. And it was pretty good. But again, I'm at Bona. So I'm going to get more Bona stuff next time. But I think that's more of it with for me at Portillo's is I'm there. I've made the decision to go there usually with beef or hot dogs in mind. And that's fair. Like, that's one of the arguments I will accept against it is just there are so many other options that you generally choose. I don't remember what made me get it the first time. And like, I don't I don't get it every time by any stretch of the imagination. Maybe every third time I go something like that, I'll get a burger. You know, obviously, it just depends on what you want. Now, I've never had the where the the styrofoam starts to lose its integrity. It is a little bit of a greasier burger. Now, I have gotten a double burger, a a double cheeseburger from there. That is a lot greasier. So (laughs) you'd say almost twice as greasy. Hmm. Interesting how that works. (laughs) I would actually almost rather get like two cheeseburgers than get a double cheeseburger from there just because of it helps to limit the grease a little bit. Now, yeah, part of this for me might be too that. My mom, that's what she gets at Portillo's, and she gets she just gets a plain cheeseburger. So it doesn't have anything to really capture the grease. Hmm. You know, so that could maybe it's if you had lettuce and tomato and some other things on there, it might absorb it a little bit or deflect it a little bit. My mom's just patty, cheese, bread, 
that could be adding to the grease factor that's in my head. I, I really don't recall the taste of a Portillo's burger. That's how long it's been since I've had one, but I'm going to change it. I'll have one this week and I'll give a fair assessment on that. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm open-minded. I mean, look, if the worst case scenario, I'm like, okay, I would probably not have that again or yeah, not my fine. favorite. It's a burger from Portillo's. How bad can it be? Right, exactly. And by the way, the one other thing that surprised me a little bit, Five Guys was catching a lot of strays in this thread. Yes. I mean, I was shocked by that, too. Like, I'm not saying Five Guys is the best burger, but to like for it to be getting some of the slander it was getting. My God, people. Now, see, you have to keep in mind, I think that can be skewed a little bit by the cost of Five Guys. And that's the fit. Yeah, that's fair. Is if you're just saying not good enough for the price cool i can understand that but to just say outright it's a bad burger that is that is a horrible thought yeah that's false so we're you know if we're so when we're doing we're picking our items where cost is not an issue right we're aligning them up based on taste but again like i've mentioned this before a couple times when when i would go to lunch with connor after the show we go to five guys i get a double burger small fry which is you know only seven pounds of fries right and a drink it would be like 18 dollars mm-hmm. like what the hell what not no it. it's it's definitely not worth that but it's a really damn good burger i love i think five guys is terrific i don't know yeah but you're right a lot of people were like this is not great i don't know and i know one guy said he worked there right or he delivered to them or something i think so maybe he knows like the meat quality or and maybe it's not like the you know maybe it's not an angus burger or whatever that people seem to like but i don't know i i really like i love five guys if i can you know we would usually go on payday because we could justify dropping 20 bucks on lunch that day Mm -hmm. um but yeah i don't know by the way speaking of um meat quality i have a question for our listeners we're going to crowdsource this one i was listening to my favorite podcast it's called last podcast on the left it's about uh, like the occult and serial killers and stuff. They were just doing a three-part series on lobotomies, which was fascinating. Um, but one of the hosts, his name is Ben Kissel, made an offhand comment about how when he used to work at Arby's, he loved Arby's, but now he can't eat there anymore because of the way the meat is like deli- is is the meat at Arby's like the pink slime at, at McDonald's? Is I, it not? Is it not like deli meat, like a Jersey Mike's and and Jimmy John's? Are you talking about the roast beef or just any of it? Yeah, he didn't say specifically, but I think it, no, yeah, because he said he called it a beefy chi. He's like, I used to love the beefy chi, but then I saw the way the beef came, and I can't eat it anymore. See, so I, is is the, is the roast beef at Arby's? I thought I delivered as an uncooked ma- like blob of beef. I think it is. Really? I I believe that's really disappointing. I mean, I've I've always kind of thought of the Arby's beef, like in terms of quality, closer to like the stereotype of Taco Bell than than that's regular. But I mean, it hasn't stopped me necessarily. It's just that's <laughs> know, the, but... just that's the way I've I've, I've thought of it because someone told me something of, of in that regard. Oh, that's just because like if Jersey Mike's can do it, right? Why can't Arby's have actual roast beef? That's that's disappointing, and of course they're like we have the meats. That's their thing, mm-hmm. and I would assume their ham because I always get the the hot ham and cheese. That's my go to at uh, Arby's. I assume the ham is the same way. Yeah, that sucks. I don't like that. Well, the thing is, I think part of the reason I don't necessarily think it's the same way with the non roast beef because I think part of the reason they kind of went away from putting as much emphasis on the roast beef is because of that reputation. So I think that's yeah, part of the reason they went to more of the deli sandwich type thing. But he, my question is, though, if this is delivered as like the I guess it'd be brown slime if it's roast beef, do they have to get that and cook it at Arby's? Because don't they slice? I guess they don't slice it in real time, huh? I don't know. They don't slice it like at, uh, at Jersey Mike's. That's it. We're getting Jersey Mike's. Damn it. Yeah, Jersey Mike's is pretty good. <laughs> that happened to me yesterday with Fry the Coop. Really? We were doing the Madhouse podcast, and I did a Madhouse podcast read, and I'm like, well, <laughs> looks like we're going there for dinner. <laughs> I got And Penn, we did. I got Penn Station for the first time in quite a while last week uh, because, so Colleen's car is out of commission. So I haven't had a car more often than not. But with my brother being out of town, you know, we have the uh, handicap van 
So my mom's like, well, he's out of town. So if you want to use the van for the week, which, by the way, one thing that will get you weird looks from people more than anything is having a car with the handicap license plate and then parking in a regular spot. Oh, yeah. Well, it's better than not being handicapped and parking your handicap van in a handicapped spot and then, like, jogging up to the store. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> let's be honest. I wouldn't be jogging. But, well, but right, still, like, that's what I thought. And then people are looking at me weird. And I'm like, I shouldn't I have you... to explain. Like, I'm doing the right thing here. I'm yeah. being a good person. I mean, it's depending on the place. Some of the spots are kind of narrow for it. But, you know. That's neither here nor there. But I'm like, yeah, I'm not being a bad person doing this. But either way, I had the van and I went to uh, Penn Station for the first time in a good while. Um, and so I, I go in there and I see Kevin, who's, uh, you know, who runs the place over there. Good dude. And I'll be damned if he wasn't listening to our last episode oh, while awesome. I was in there. So shouts to Kevin. If you're in the you know Lombard uh, Oak Brook area over on Butterfield, Penn Station, East Coast subs. If you have not had it, it's really good. And I'm saying that independent of Kevin being a listener because it's just really good stuff. Like I always get the Italian, the it's the bread quality as much as anything. That's is huge. So good. The meat is cut just the slightest bit thicker than like a Jersey Mike's would. And just that. All the subs, oh, the, I'm telling you, it's just a great quality sub, and it's another place where when you order whatever size fry, you get a good amount that just so happened to fall into the bag as well, and they, you watch them, like, every time you see them put the potato through the slicer oh. and right into the fryer. So it is such good stuff. And thank you. the cookie. Oh, well, thank you, Penn Station. For not assuming, just because I'm getting a sandwich, that I want chips. I want fries whenever possible. Mm-hmm. Have fries available, you jerks. Good job, Penn Station. Way to go. And the fresh cut fries? Hell yes. By the way, Rick, I was thinking about the weird looks you're getting about your van. Yeah. Maybe you should take free candy off the side of it. <laughs> That might be the free candy van with the oddly drawn clown on it. Yeah. That might be why you're getting the looks. It might well, not be where you're parking. As much as I don't like <laughs> clowns, I actually I'm trying to incentivize myself to get to the car quicker when it's hot out. So I see free candy and I want to get there quicker. Okay. <laughs> it's a motivation tool for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that just got me thinking. I forgot to mention this. Hmm. Um, last week we talked about ice cream candy bar branded ice cream yes bars and i i explained it poorly i listened back to the episode i was frustrated with myself i'm talking about snickers ice cream bar and twix ice cream bars not frozen candy bars okay yes i had and we've discussed the cookies and cream twix before and how eh, it's fine mm -hmm. cookies and cream twix ice cream bar however oh yes sir amazing Really, really terrific. And then we I got some more drumsticks. Mm -hmm. These are cookie-coated drumsticks. Yes, I had those this weekend, too. Yeah, it's got, like, the thicker chocolate because yeah. it has to contain the broken cookies. Mm -hmm. So the shell of the chocolate is thicker and more chocolatey. Those were amazing. And then yesterday, we went to fry the coop in Oak Lawn, had had it at a park and of course when you fry the coop you're like man i need something to cool off so we went to andy's frozen custard which is one of my favorite places it's in the world so good they had a special this month drumstick concrete oh yeah so it was waffle like waffle pieces melted chocolate chips and then you could probably go without this rick obviously but crushed peanuts in there but it wasn't overwhelming it was like just subtle enough um, where it would just sort of add a little bit of salt to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was so good. I love Andy's. And usually what I get is, I forget what they call it, but they pour a soda in with the um, custard. And it makes almost like, not like a milkshake, but I don't know. Like it's delicious. Type thing. Yeah, kind of. But no, but the the liquid is not separate from the custard. It's all like it's all together. Okay. Like, like float, you would drink the root beer and then the ice cream would have yeah. root beer in it, right? This is all one combined item and i usually get the sprecker's orange cream yeah but this time i saw that drumstick concrete i'm like yep that's what i want it was terrific man i 
every time I look at their menu, I'm like, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to try something different. Nope. Boot, regular <laughs> boot daddy every time. It's hard. You don't. There's everything. I, I feel like that's everybody that's ever been Andy's because everything there is so damn good. Yep. That you have. You're like, I'm, I don't need anything else ever again in life. So the one in Glen Ellen, I was driving by it um, on Sunday and it's not like they, they lack for space for cars in the drive through It was around the building and back all the way out to the street. Oh, yeah. So it crossed. So I'm trying to think that had to be at, at minimum a dozen, probably close, probably like 15 cars. It was like I saw someone in the right lane. I'm like, why are they just stopped right there? I'm like, oh, they're trying to turn into Andy's, but everyone's there. <laughs> it yes, was it was the same. We in the Oakland one yesterday. The if you've ever the Oakland one's in a weird location. It's ninety fifth and Cicero, but that parking lot has been a million different things. So it's kind of like all over the place. Mm-hmm. There were probably ten fifteen cars in drive through. So I actually went in. I was the only person in there to order, and they got my order really really fast. But um, same. It was just crazy crazy crowded. I'm trying to find this damn thing under menu. I'm getting close. Hold on. Okay, old. Okay, they're called old fashioned freezes. Yeah. Oh, so it's okay. Andy's, yeah, yeah. yeah, Andy's frozen custard blended with your favorite soda. So you can get like, you know, custard, uh, you would get like root beer or even like a cola, mm-hmm. but I get the orange cream and it's just, it's a sugar bomb, which is why I should almost never have it. But um, it's really terrific. Um, it's awesome. By the way, Rick, we have not mentioned either of our sponsors, Manscaped or Dr. Squatch. I have been relying heavily on Dr. Squatch since the weather has turned. I've been taking multiple showers a day. And when I've got Dr. Squatch soap in my shower, I don't mind it. I actually look forward to showering each and every day. Go to DrSquatch.com. Use our promo code I'mFat. You will save on your order and help out the podcast. Add 20 bucks to your cart, and it helps us out. Here's what I'm going to recommend, okay? The first time you go to Dr. Squatch, you're going to want to get that flagship soap, the pine tar. That's their most popular. It smells like a pine tree. It's got some exfoliating oatmeal chunks in there to get that dead skin off you, especially in the summer when you're getting sunburn. You're going to want to get that off there. And then the best scented one that I've tried so far, and I'm not trying them all yet. I'm working on it, but I haven't tried them all. But my favorite scent is the Cool Fresh Aloe. Makes your skin super smooth, super soft. You are going to love the smell. Every time I hit my body with that thick brick of Cool Fresh Aloe Dr. Squatch, and the smell releases, I just like, oh, it is one of my favorite smells in the world. And now my bathroom smells like that, which is amazing. I've had a couple people say, what is that smell in your bathroom? Like, that's a cool, fresh yellow, Dr. Squatch. And they immediately order. So get yourself a couple bars of soap. Because you're making an investment in good soap, in premium soap, get yourself that soap saver. It's going to make your investment last longer. Because I know as soon as you try Dr. Squatch, you're going to become a subscriber. So get that soap saver. And it will uh, it'll make your soap last longer. That's important. That's that's important. You're gonna want to get that. And then, if you got time and you and you're, and you're interested, the hair care kit is clutch. The shampoo, the conditioner, it's all natural. It's all made in the USA. Go to DrSquatch.com. Use that promo code I'm Fat to save and to help out the podcast. Become a member of Squatch Nation. DrSquatch.com. So Jay, I was troubled checking the twitter account at i'm fat pod uh this week to see that unofficial producer of the podcast rush schneider had a horrifying discovery in his popeyes order he had a biscuit that was overdone what and dry or at least it sure looked dry and i I was horrified. I, I don't know what happened at the Popeyes that he went to, but sometimes you get, you know, just like around the edges, it's a little overdone, but sometimes that's nice when you have the nice, soft, gooey center to yeah. then have that nice, rough edge. But this looked, it looked rough. That's for sure. So well, Rick is, is Popeyes unofficial spokesman. I need an official statement from you on this one. Um, As the spokesman, of Popeyes we would like to point out that this is a rare occurrence this was an outlier this is not the standard that Popeyes holds especially for those in the fat community that have helped Popeyes 
grow to the company that it is. So this will be investigated fully. There will be a report released. And we hope that this that we will have news for you in the coming weeks. However, we are not going to rush a serious issue like this. And Popeyes will be questioning everyone involved at this branch that has had experiences like this. So we will set up a call line as well. So be on the lookout for that. But this was a troubling experience that we do not expect to be repeated. Yeah, that's that's it's a well thought out statement. Good job uh, as the unofficial spokesman. You just did it on the fly there too, which is very impressive. Uh, this to me, just you know, my mind's investigation too close to the heat lamp for too Probably. long. You know, they're all made at the same time. They're put out there, and you know, it's kind of like they grab whichever one they see. Maybe this one's a little too far in the back, tough out of reach, and it got stuck back there for a little bit. These things happen. They're tough to control, but I would say in my you know, dozens of experiences at Popeye's over the years. Um, I've had maybe one bad biscuit, so you're good. You said that he found something in his Popeye's, and I was terrified it was going to be like a beak or a claw or something. <laughs> a, slightly, a slightly firm biscuit is not the worst thing in the world. I'm sure he still ate it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, right. So when we were talking before the show, you mentioned something that also, as long as we're talking about some of the, the few negatives that we've seen do you have an issue with the cheese industry i do have an issue with the cheese industry thanks for bringing this up rick because it had slipped my mind and my anger over the biscuit um why is it that when you buy and i'm going to leave the brand name out for now because it's not exclusive to this brand but you buy a bag of shredded cheese that supposedly comes in a ziploc sealing bag why is it that it's nearly impossible to seal that Ziploc? Is it because the companies want you to have your cheese go bad and you have to run out to the store and buy more? That's my suspicion. But don't tell me we're in what? You're 50 of Ziploc technology mm-hmm. that the company at this very prestigious cheese company can't come up with a better Ziploc situation for their shredded cheese. And look, I know sometimes in Ziplocs, like if food gets caught up in the teeth of the Ziploc that it won't close. Nope. This is a pristine bag of shredded cheese. I tried to zip it for maybe literally like two or three minutes, like just trying to get it to close, trying to get it close. Finally, folded it over, slapped a rubber band on it and, and hope for the best. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Get functional Ziploc on your resealable products. Damn it. It's so it's frustrating. They've got the money to get the right one done, to get it done correctly, or put the little zipper on there. The grape companies have the zipper. I don't know if it does anything, but they've got it. They've got to be better. Screw it. I'm going to say it. It's craft. Craft cheese. <laughs> Fix your Ziploc bags. Asses. I need to add to this, too, because in the situation where I am making myself a sandwich, logically... You put the condiment on the bread, whatever your condiment of choice is. Mm -hmm. You put on the meat. So at that point, your hands aren't the cleanest in the world. I need more room on the plastic bag before the zipper to grab onto to be able to open it. These sausage fingers, if they were dry, have issues opening some of these, you know, sealable packages that have just barely any sort of plastic to grab onto before the actual seal itself. I need a little bit more because I shouldn't have to go even except for, you know, the whole contaminating things thing, but yeah, whatever. It's your own house. I shouldn't have to go from the meat to then go all the way across our tiny kitchen to wash my hands to then just to be able to open up the sealable thing of cheese to be able to put my slice of provolone on after I put on the salami and the pepperoni. Come on. Yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. And I, I think for too long, the fats have been neglected in this country. We're finally starting to see bigger movie theater seats and bigger seats at the ballpark to accommodate our rumpness. Um, it, it's it's just it's frustrating. And, and I've had, you know, people are complaining about the masks in the stores. Mm-hmm. The one time I've really been frustrated by it is when I'm trying to fill the produce bag with <laughs> trying to get the tomatoes yeah. in those stupid cellophane bag that we got to like 
and you almost have to lick your fingertips to get it open. Well, you can't do that now. So I'm literally like at Mariano's like, come on. Eh. <laughs> just trying to pull just trying to pull the plastic apart as like my beard is growing and people are passing me and grumbling at me. I'm like, can't get the bag open. Leave me alone. Do you want me to lick my fingers? No. I literally went to the um you know, like the little steam shower they give the vegetables. Yeah, I went there and grabbed some water from that oh and opened the bag with that. That's that's how bad. But yeah, but it's like the the Ziploc thing is it's just frustrating, man. It, it's like I'm trying to keep my cheese fresh, you know, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. Help help a guy out. All right, let, make it a little bit easier on us. Now you also tried something this week that is incredibly intriguing to me. What was your new food experience? Yes, my my buddy Kyle, uh, who is also a listener of the podcast, said, hey, I've got, he's like, are you home? I've got something I want you to try. Rosati's Pizza. It's a, it's a, he brought me a deep dish slice of Rosati's Pizza. Looks good. Tomato sauce, sausage, like all that looks delicious. The crust is made of sausage. So instead of bread, like if you're someone who's gluten-free or whatever, you, this is an option for you. Or if you're a really fat person that loves meat, it's an option for you. So it's instead of crust and bread, it was sausage. Now, I had a piece. It was reheated. It was a day old. Mm-hmm. And I still thought it was really, really good. I'm, I am I want to try this. I need to find a fresh slice of this. And I believe, I may be mistaken, but I believe that Lou Malnati's offers the same thing. Um, But I was a little bit like, oh, that sounds kind of weird. Like, is it? really greasy like how does it really work out reheated it in the air fryer um and it turned out really really great and uh you know and again a day old reheating it and i still really really liked it i need to try a fresh piece of rosati's with the sausage crust it's fascinating it's a good idea because i feel bad for those gluten-free people that like you have to give up pizza that sucks yeah so it's cool that they came up with some sort of alternative for those people more meat is generally good alternative Yes, Call me crazy. Of course. So yeah, I, I, I'm intrigued. We actually we have a Rosati's not that far from us, so I might have to get this a spin too because I'm yeah, give it a shot. It. Jay, we spent a lot of the beginning of the of the podcast talking about just how hot it is, so that's why uh, I'm excited to get to talk about our supporter Manscaped. They're the best for men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And I, we've spent a lot of time talking about the Lawnmower 3.0 and the cutting-edge ceramic blade it has to reduce those manscaping accidents. They, it's, they call it advanced skin-safe technology. The battery that lasts up to 90 minutes, the quiet stroke technology, so it you know it doesn't sound like you have a weed whacker going in the bathroom while you're <laughs> trying to take care of things. But today I want to I want to put some focus on the crop preserver, the uh, deodorant for down there because with these temperatures, and unless we're like Marty who is taking four showers a day, who sent us that tweet this week, and good on him for doing that, and also for him. Thank you to him for using promo code I'm fat at manscaped.com. He got his lawnmower 3.0. I believe he got the perfect package. So he got 20% off and free shipping by using code I'm fat at manscaped.com. Now, the thing with the crop preserver that I, I appreciate is just that it keeps things a little more cool down there you don't have to worry about you know chafing's a big thing so we don't have to worry about that near as much and if you're midday and you don't have time to take your third shower of the day the crop revival is there just a couple quick sprays and if nothing else you at least feel more like a person again because i know when i get way too sweaty i just don't like you mentioned you don't care what you look like you don't care what you smell like you don't care what you feel like that's what the crop revival is there for, to just try and make you acceptable for public consumption, if we want to put it that way. I highly recommend going to manscaped.com, using promo code I'm fat, you'll get 20% off your order and free shipping. That's huge with how everything is right now. You can get your lawnmower 3.0, get the crop preserver, get the crop revival. There's performance underwear they can send you that we've gotten that's great. 
There's the bag to keep everything, you know, a little more subtle. Keep everything in the bag. Keep it separated from everything else in your bathroom or to be able to take it with you really easily. So one more time, manscaped.com. Use promo code IMFAT for 20% off and free shipping. When the big wireless carriers start trying to get you to splurge your tax return on the latest nonsense this year, just tune it out. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199 on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Savings may vary. See straighttalk.com. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. All right. First Ask a Fat question is from Matt who wants to know if you could take the pizza roll concept and fill it with something else, what would you choose? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, my first instinct is a little bit maybe influenced by uh, Greg, my guitar teacher, Greg Henkin. He sent me buffalo chicken toasted ravioli, Ooh. which is kind of the similar concept, but I think like a... Uh, buffalo sauce, chicken, and maybe like cream cheese element to a pizza roll could really work. Even if it wasn't um, cream cheese, just cheese in general, that could be a really, that'd be delightful, I think. That would be really good. One that I thought of is almost similar to just like a caramel apple empanada. Just like make those bite size and either mm. you give it, you know, something either something on the inside outside of just the apples and... I don't know. What do you call it? No, it's a filling. The the filling, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, And then just give it something to dip into as well. So it's more of like a true dessert. Caramel, like a caramel dip. That could be good. That could be really good. Uh, Either that or something. I mean, we've seen like the the taco one is mass produced. So that one's out there. Or if you just want to straight make it like a nacho type thing, that could work as well. Yeah, like, yeah, like, um, you know, taco beef with, like, nacho cheese would work, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like those. Let's try. We should experiment. I'll empty out some pizza rolls, and we'll experiment and see what we can do. I'll do. I'll Frankenstein some pizza rolls. Okay. <laughs> I got one here from Greg. He says, let's pretend a Simpsons animated version of Jay Zawoski and Rick Camp were created and dropped straight into Springfield. After grabbing a Duff beer at Moe's Tavern, or a squishy at the Quickie Mart, what Springfield dining venue would you be brave enough to try first? And he gives us six options. Okay. Number one is Krusty Burger. Mm-hmm. Number two is Lard Lad Donuts. Okay. Number three is Luigi's. Mm-hmm. Number four is the Frying Dutchman, which is all you can eat. Yep. Number five is the Gilded Truffle, which has lobster stuffed with tacos. And number six is the Slaughterhouse. <laughs> Home of sirloin a lot, the sixteen pound tenderloin steak. <laughs> I'm probably going to sirloin a lot because the ones that are based in seafood, I'm out on. So even though it's a big part of the open, the <laughs> Dutchman is out for me. But yeah, yeah, I'm probably I'm probably going for steak. Yeah, that's a pretty good choice. I Krusty Burger, I'm avoiding just because there's been so many episodes about the negligence of the staff there. Yeah. That it almost seems foolish to eat there in any way. Uh, Lard Lad Donuts. Donuts are a constant in The Simpsons. Just mm-hmm. they're there all the time. The O is actually part of the logo. It's or you know, donut is part of the logo at this point now. So that I think is my first guess. And then yeah, I would try a sixteen pound tenderloin. I think I get down yeah. that. And then Greg adds, lastly, if you had to try tomaco or the Guatemalan insanity pepper. Which would you choose? I'm. I'll go with the insanity pepper. <laughs> Same. I'm due Absolutely. for a good uh, acid trip of of some kind. I, I could. I'll talk to Johnny Cash the Coyote. Yeah. Why or was not? it Ken Nordine? Yeah, it was Johnny Cash, right? Yeah, it was Johnny. I, Cash. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah, I go with the hot pepper. I like hot stuff anyway. Yeah, exactly. I am 100 percent there with you. And really, I mean, everything right now is weird anyway. So why not just lean into it a little bit more? Oh, for sure. That's what we do. We lean into things. Walls. Right chairs anything to support and then we pay for damages giant asses. yeah exactly <laughs> all right this question which one should we go with this one is from tyler who wants to know is it okay to mix cereals and he said his go-tos are tricks and lucky charms and then he'll also pair up reese's puff with cookie crisp Ooh. 
That second idea is really appealing. Not to you, I know. But the peanut butter chocolate combo sounds really, really good. I've never done it. But it sounds good. Now, the tricks with the with the uh, Lucky Charms is interesting because anytime I have Lucky Charms, be it like a full box or just like the individual, you know, you buy like the eight pack or whatever of various cereals. I always eat the crappy yeah. rice pieces first. So I'm left with a bowl of marshmallows. So if you add tricks in, does that make the crappy rice pieces of a Lucky Charms a little easier to to stomach they're not bad but they just don't add anything i guess they just have to do it so it's not a bowl of mar- of mar- marshmallows um hmm. i would try that too man i i really do want to try the cocoa puffs and, and reese's puffs though that sounds that sounds perfect yeah that, i'm down with that for sure i appreciate the creativity i am 100 yeah. percent here for that i kind of want to see what the variants in hard versus soft would be with golden grams and honeycomb in the same bowl Mm. that could be interesting because obviously golden grams are really are just really hard and they have the ability to cut your mouth if you're not careful about it yeah but then honeycomb it's the same flavor profile but it's so much softer that i think those two could work together even if you wanted something slightly different even though maybe a little more boring uh golden grams and kicks could also be a possibility too yeah i think Having a consistent or at least similar size and shape would be important for the consumption of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has me thinking, like, if you were to do golden grams and honeycomb, I mean, it would work. I just don't think it would be as efficient as, you know, your typical two kinds of balls. True. <laughs> yes. As they say in the old country. Not not as yeah. dynamic. You need dynamic balls. <laughs> yes, I do. Definitely. Nice, smooth balls, as you discussed just a few minutes ago on the podcast. All right, got one here from uh, Mike V. He says, hey, guys, after I finished sweating my ass off outside for my job at the farmer's market, I was in desperate need of high caloric intake. I had to drop off a delivery in downtown Elmhurst after and remembered you guys raving about Fry the Coop, so I decided on that for carryout on the way home. Side note, they obviously have some mystical power because after I ordered and made my delivery, I got back in the car and heard Rick talking about, you guessed it, fry the coop. <laughs> Eagerly, I picked it up and annihilated it on the ride home. I love the Nashville hot chicken sandwich, medium because of the crunch to sauce factor, freshness of the slaw, and sweet tang of the pickle. Probably step up the heat next time. The fries and cheese were great. The unsung hero of the meal was the tray for easy passenger seat access and the wrapping of the chicken sandwich. It's perfectly wrapped for you to allow you to easily eat the sandwich and catch all the messy sauce and save your lap all around fantastic experience and we'll make it a regular on wednesdays after work so what should i order next time the honey butter chicken sandwich look good and i love a good tender my top tender is at village tavern in carol stream help a fat out talk soon i get the tenders every time and then i get the honey butter on the side and dip the tenders in that which if you're going with the hot or hotter any of the hotter sauces like that it's it's sort of tones it down a little bit but the taste is delicious honey butter taste just like it sounds and uh for the first time i had it yesterday for the first time i tried their seasoned fries as opposed to just a regular fries yeah they were delicious yes they i don't are. know how i've missed those out in the past but that'd be my recommendation the tenders you can't go wrong and uh you know get get yourself a side of that honey butter because that is a that's that that's the gold right there See, it's interesting. We go about it a little different. I always get the tenders as well. Um, good on him for being able to do more than the medium because like, I'm, I'm normally like a base level, like average hot is about what I can normally do. So I get the medium from Fry the Coop. But being able to do more good on you, I actually take the knife with the honey butter and I spread it across the whole thing. And then, and then I actually uh, will dip it into the if i'm feeling like it i'll dip it into the barbecue sauce as well because their barbecue sauce is really good so then also when i'm done with the tenders in the area where the tenders were sitting i have this little like not quite a pool but like some remnants of honey butter and a little bit of the rub and a little bit of barbecue sauce that i can also run the fries through and oh, that, yeah and that's a great combo so that's actually why I used to do seasoned fries every time, and the seasoned fries are excellent. 
But with that little fat hack that I got, I go with the regular fries and then I'll either just run them through what's left of the honey butter or I'll just dip them in the barbecue sauce because that's good barbecue sauce and a good quality fry. You can't really you can't really mess up an order at Fry the Coop. By the way, um, I tweeted it from the Madhouse podcast Twitter account, but then I retweeted it from the I'm Fat podcast account. Joe Fontana is the owner of Fry the Coop yesterday. Uh, so what was that? Monday mm-hmm. was National Fried Chicken Day, and he posted a video of him and his daughter making homemade chicken tenders. Not hot chicken kind, but just typical chicken tenders. Go on the uh, either Twitter account, and you could find that video. is on the WGN uh, News uh, Twitter account, and it'll teach you how to make tenders. His secret, duck fat, which I thought was very interesting. Huh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, hadn't con- yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Interesting. Okay. This one is from our guy, John Gallioni, the man with the fattest name you've ever heard. John Gallioni. <laughs> Sorry. Also racist. Uh, <laughs> a little. Only a little. No, it's fine. Which seasonal food do you wish was around all year? Hmm. Seasonal food. All right, I got, I got mine. I'm trying you, to think of like some. There, there's got to be something I love around Christmas that mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I wish it was around all year. Let me think. Give me a minute. Okay, I'll give you mine, and mine's kind of lame because it's just a variety of something else that is around all year round. And for me, <laughs> okay, it is the white chocolate covered Oreo that is only around in on, at Christmas time. I would love if that was around all year. That is. Is that my favorite variety of Oreo? It's I think it's better than the regular fudge. Get the thins out of here or varieties of thin, the mint thins, whatever. Probably good, but come on now. So I think the white fudge covered Oreo might be my favorite Oreo var- varietal. If I was only allowed one in life, it would just be the traditional double stuff. But God, the white fudge covered Oreo hits the spot. I did not know that was seasonal. That's a really good pick. I'm I'm gonna pick something different just to go against you, just to have some different content. But that that's pretty solid. A uh, big fan of gingerbread men. Okay, I like gingerbread men a lot, and they're only around during Christmas. I'm sure if I went to the store, I could probably still find some. But those Archway gingerbread men, those are delicious. That would probably be mine if not for the fudge covered Oreo. By the way, my mom had these. Um, they're not thins. But they're like mini Oreos. They come in a bag, like a almost like a, like a you know, like an Albany's gummy bear bag, like yeah. that size. Yeah. With a zip tie that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's full of chocolate covered mint Oreos. Okay. Those are really good. And you just like pour a handful in your hand and eat like five or six at a time. See, that's um, interesting. Yeah, those are delicious. All right, I've got two here because one is just a PSA. Normie Colin. Right and says that the double stack taco is back at Taco Bell. Cowan, thank you for your email, but the double stack is not the double decker. The double stack is soft shell cheese hard shell taco filling. The double decker was soft shell beans hard shell tacos taco flavors. Taco ass. fillings. Yeah. But it's not the same thing. It's very close. But this is a I will try this because while it's not the same as a double decker, it's pretty damn close. And I'm going to get my soft and crunchy uh, combo texture thing going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I will try it. Thank you for the heads up, Colin. All right. Then got an email here from Kyle with pictures, by the way. Nice. Doesn't work well for a podcast. Just trust us. He says, my favorite food is hot wings. In college, DePaul and Lincoln Park, my brother and I had a different bar we can go to every night for 10 cent wings. Anyway. This love of hot wings never transferred to hot wing flavored chips. Doritos jacked? Nope. Get out of here. Buffalo Pringles? No. Any buffalo or hot wing flavored chip with ranch or blue cheese flavoring? Just stop it. Until now. My brother-in-law bought a bag of the Ruffles Double Crunch Hot Wing Chips over the weekend. A perfect combination of crunch, flavor, and not too much tang we ended up going back to Meyer three times and went through 12 bags between Friday and Sunday of 4th of July weekend. Also, make yourself a blue cheese dip. Dude, you'll easily finish the whole bag. Signed, a, nor- a normie bodied fat. So he sends a bag here of the Ruffles Double Crunch Hot Wings flavor. Here's my question. 
Does it have, Kyle, the artificial chicken taste? If it's got artificial chicken taste, I'm out. I don't want powdered meat. But if it's just wing sauce flavor, I am fully, I'm going to buy some of these. I have to run to Target today to get a prescription filled. I'm going to grab some of these if they're there and give them a try. I wanted to get them before the podcast, but I just couldn't make it work. These look tremendous. I'm a huge fan of Ruffles. And you're right. Everything Buffalo flavored has been a bit of a letdown. Hopefully, Kyle, your recommendation is true, and these are the best damn hot wing chips you can buy because I'm looking for one. With that said, get your blue cheese dip out of my face. Not a fan? No. I can occasionally... Like now and again, I'll get a taste for it, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not like a standard for me when I order wings. I usually when okay. ever, they're like ranch or blue cheese, nope. Carrots yeah. and celery, no. Just give me the wings. Right. That's all I want. Blue cheese seems to be one of those things people are either all in or all out on generally. Well, and I, I am, wouldn't say I, th- I'm just all out on it. Yeah, I, I think there's there's degrees of blue cheese though. Like if you get true blue cheese like from a cheese counter, like from a cheese professional, Mm -hmm. it's a very strong taste. But if you get like a blue cheese dip or, you know, something like that, it's a little less, it punches you in the face a little bit less. Yeah. Um, So it's more of a complimentary flavor than a dominant flavor. But yeah, like flat out blue cheese, that's a tough go for me. Um, But having it now and again with a wing, I can sort of tolerate it a little bit. I just wonder where that came from. Where someone was like, what should we dip these wings in? How about blue cheese? It's just such a... <laughs> it's true. It just seems so not connected, mm-hmm. but somehow it works. I'm kind of like on the fence about it. I could I could take or leave it. Okay, one more before we go. Uh, and it's from Ben, who wants to know, what's the best food to eat while it's hot outside? Do you avoid hot food altogether? I just had this conversation. I think the best food to have outside... When it's hot is grilled food, anything grilled, grilled hot dogs, grilled burgers, grilled brats. Um, It just tastes like summer. I think that's part of it. Um, You know, I would avoid like soup. That's something you don't eat when it's hot out. Soup is something I can only eat in like the dead of winter. Right. Like the temperature, the temperature of the food. And I think it's funny because like spicy things make more sense in summer to me somehow. Um I don't know. To me, that's just a taste of summer. Grilled food outside, eating it while you're hot or whatever, like just got out of the pool or mm-hmm. you're hanging out in the yard or whatever. To me, grilled food is better eating outside when it's hot. And fruit. An odd uh, thing yeah. for me to add, but... No, like, it's refreshing. Yeah, you need, like, a good... Like, give me a hot dog and a slice of watermelon, and I'm happy. Mm. Like yeah. that, that's living. Or if they're strawberries or someone makes, you know, a fruit salad because they're trying to show everybody else up. Cool. Do your thing. <laughs> like, that's fine. That That's good. I'm here for every bit of that. But yeah, I'm I with bet- you. Like pasta salad, like pasta salad might be like the one exception that I could do outside. But then you're fighting against, you know, time and temperature and. All that yeah. stuff. Although I can do lukewarm pasta salad just fine. It doesn't offend my sensibilities. Yeah, it's okay. Sometimes people will put cheese in it, though. Mm-hmm. And if it starts to get too warm, you're in trouble. But yeah. I, I like pasta salad. But I, like, I love cold pasta salad. And one thing I've been having outside a lot is grapes. Yeah. Grapes in the fridge or the freezer. Um, and you're sitting outside and it's hot. And if they can maintain their coldness, just popping a grape in your mouth that's cold can really be refreshing, like just in a pinch. So, have you tried cotton candy grapes? No. You've got to find these. They're, they're, I just got some last time I shopped. So, they're around now. Okay. Um, but they're, you know, they're genetically modified to taste like cotton candy, but they legitimately taste like cotton candy. They're hmm. really, really good. Grapes are the chip of the fruit world. My column. I don't think that can be argued with in any way, shape, or form. You grab them by the handful. Mm-hmm. You can eat several at once. Yeah. I love grapes. Have you ever had the um, grape? It's I'm trying to think what else it is. It's it's they call it like a grape salad. It's green grapes. Uh, you probably wouldn't have it because it's got crushed nuts on it. Okay. Caramel. And then is it cream cheese or some kind of white creamy dip? Let me see. It's not cream cheese. 
Grape dip. Here, grape salad. All right, see, I'm not crazy. All right, this is from fake ginger. <laughs> it's the first thing I picked up. Um, I hate that. Okay, it's uh, uh, cream cheese, sugar, vanilla, red and or green grapes, brown sugar, and pecans. It's delicious. I promise you, you'd like this. Kind of the texture of like a yogurt parfait. Yeah. Really, really tasty. Huh. All right. Well, that seems like a good way to bookend the show with us complaining about the heat and then talking about foods that are good for the heat that make us happy while we're getting fat. So your thoughts on what you like to eat outside and anything we spoke about today at I'm Fat Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash I'm Fat Pod and send us an email at I'm Fat Pod at gmail.com. Don't forget subscribe rate and review the podcast we got a bump the last uh week or so so thank you to everybody that has done that that helps us out greatly with rankings and all that stuff so until next week he is jay i'm rick and this is the i'm fat podcast all right i think we got a lot accomplished here today with metro by t-mobile your hard-earned money goes further this tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. Dear home, we need a change, a room evolution. We need HomeSense, a new store where one bold piece can change your whole place. Like a leather sofa built for beauty and binge watching. With endless discoveries, I'll always bring you something pretty or cool or pretty cool. Want a hand-woven rug? Game-changing savings mean the answer is yes. I'm going now. The new store is in Franconia at Manchester Boulevard and Beulah Street. Love you. HomeSense, this changes everything.